0: This is Kara Foster, Senior Minister of First Christian Church, Disciples of Christ in Madisonville, Kentucky. You're listening to our sermon podcast. You can connect with us at firstchristianmadisonville.org or join us in person at 8.30 and 11 a.m. at 10.30 College Drive in beautiful Madisonville, Kentucky. I hope you'll subscribe. Thanks. Good morning. We have been talking about important Christian spiritual practices. Practices like worship, study, prayer, giving, service. And today we're talking about sharing, as in sharing our faith with others. Of the five, I think this one could come for some of us with some serious baggage Maybe perhaps you have some, had some negative experiences or associations with the idea of sharing our faith or evangelism, to use a very churchy word, uh, because many of us have either seen it's done so badly or have been hurt by it in the past. We tend to want to do the opposite, which is nothing and never be associated with it at all. But the passage I have chosen today talk about the importance of sharing our faith as a spiritual practice comes from one of Jesus's most famous, most important teaching passages in the Gospels, the Sermon on the Mount, Sermon on the Plain as it's known in the Gospel of Luke. Both Matthew and Luke tell uh, the story of the Sermon on the Mount and it's from Matthew 5 and 6. I really encourage you in your own study time with scripture this week to just read, if you've never done it before, just read Matthew 5 and 6 in its entirety, and just, I I think you'll be amazed at how powerful these words that Jesus offers us are. But I'm just going to read a small snippet of this Sermon on the Mount today, and here's what Jesus says to us about you and I. Matthew 5, beginning in verse 14 through 16, Jesus says, you are the light of the world, A city built on a hill cannot be hid. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under the bushel basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. First, it gives me great comfort that Jesus didn't look at the crowd gathered that day and said... You could be the light of the world. Or you might be the light of the world one day when you get your act together. He didn't look at some of you and said, you all are, or actually he spoke y'all. You know, he didn't know Jesus was southern. Y'all are the light of the world. Y'all are pretty dim over there. He didn't do that. It gives me comfort to realize this. He says, you are the light of the world as is, broken, imperfect you. You are the light that is meant to shine. Since Jesus called his first disciples, come with me, I'll teach you how to fish for people, our faith has been one that is known and passed down through sharing. It's been shared From the very first women who proclaimed the story of the Easter story of the empty tomb, our faith has been one that is shared. In fact, one of my favorite little verses in 2 Timothy, when Paul writes to Timothy and says, I am reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded now lives in you. Somebody Somebody somewhere in your life told you about Jesus. Who have been those people in your life who have shared their faith with you? People that when you remember, you give thanks for. Maybe it was your grandmother who first taught you to pray. Maybe it's a Sunday school teacher that so lovingly taught you the stories of Jesus Maybe you think of a friend who invited you to church after you had just recently said to somebody, I am done with organized religion. I remember a woman who had a brain tumor in high school, and it came back when she was in college, and she had to take a leave from school, and she was facing this big surgery yet again, and she was so scared, and she was so mad that she was having to do this all again And she will tell you that it was a conversation with a hospital chaplain the night before her surgery that cracked open the doors of faith that she has never forgotten about. She does not remember his name, but she can still remember the words of faith that he offered her in a very scary time. Someone else I know, when she talks about her faith, will tell you about her dad about how she learned to be a person of faith by watching her dad's faithful, steady witness of service over his life, how he genuinely sought to live out his faith, how he lived out his faith in his life, and even as he faced his own death. Who are those people who have shared their life of faith with you? The people who just might even be a part of the reason why you made it to worship on a holiday weekend. Who are those people that planted the seeds of faith in you? That light of faith that still shines in your life. That's why I have the sticky notes, everybody. Today, between now and the end of service, I would like for you... To write down a name or several names of people who have shared their life of faith with you. And you're the better for it. Maybe you remember a grandmother, a teacher, a friend, a nurse, a chaplain. You, can, you don't have to write your name on it. You can be generic or specific, however you want to be. But who are the people or a person? who shared their life of faith with you and showed you what that looks like in your life. No need to put your name on it. In fact, those boards out there are for sharing. So after church today, if you wouldn't mind putting your sticky note on that board, we would love to, love to have that. And to anybody listening online today, if you would leave that in the comment section, we would really love that if you would share. To take a moment and to remember those people in your life who have shared Their faith with you and made a difference that helped you to become more fully the person God is calling you to be. But you too are called to share your faith with other people. And I know this is probably the part where some of you begin to be a little squirmy in your seat. Because when you talk about sharing your faith, you begin to picture someone going door to door and saying, Have you found Jesus? Um, or maybe you think of a moment maybe you've had a negative experience where someone's been very friendly and welcoming to you and then all of a sudden they they hand you their church their church uh, brochure and all that friendliness suddenly seems inauthentic or fake to you and it just turns you off or, or maybe you've had um, experiences where someone has tried to really frankly scare the living daylights out of you as if Fear was the most important reason to believe in Jesus. I still remember a conversation I had with a youth who'd grown up in our church, and she was back home over Christmas break, and she just had this little, honest little heart to heart with me, and she said that she was sometimes embarrassed by Christians, by Christianity. So much so that she is hesitant, she said, to sometimes claim herself as a Christian because she was afraid people would think negative things about her. I sort of sarcastically responded to her. I said, you mean when you tell people you're a Christian, you don't think people will assume you are a loving and compassionate person? And she said, no, quite the opposite of that. She was concerned. Maybe she couldn't have that name, Christianity, anymore. She was afraid what people might think of her. And if you've had negative experience in the past with people trying to share their faith with you, first of all, me too. Me too. I got stories. But sometimes, I think those of us, and I'm speaking from my own experience here, who so desperately do not want to be perceived as one of those kinds of christians that we don't share our faith at all ever it's become like the polite thing don't talk about religion or politics at the dinner table it's personal it's private i'm not going to talk about my faith but sharing is important first it's how our faith has always been shared Pass down from generation to generation. Go out and make disciples, Jesus said. But there's another reason that I think sharing is important too. You know, we have a new ministry that is hopefully taking shape here. And maybe you heard about it in the weekly email or the newsletter. But we're hoping to begin a monthly gathering for families facing addiction. This is for anyone who loves someone who has struggled with the grip of an addiction, drugs or alcohol, really anything. First of all, I am quite confident that every single family in this room has been impacted by addictions in some way. And as you already know, the person who is struggling with addiction, um, it doesn't just impact them. It impacts the whole family. Mothers, fathers, brothers, sisters, kids, everybody, how to support them, how to love them, how to encourage them. And our hope for this group isn't that we're going to get together experts and resources, but I hope there's some of that. Our hope and our prayer for this group is that it will be a place where people can share their stories, to share their experiences, because there's power when we do that. It helps us to feel less alone. It helps us to take strength for the journey. When we share our stories, particularly around addiction, I think in some small ways it helps to take down that giant wall of stigma and shame and blame that should be no more. You know, I've seen this happen as being a part of a grief group that we've done here. When you hear someone share their experiences and you start to see some heads nod around the room where someone else says that feeling of me too. I remember that feeling. I was angry. I was lost. Me too. There is such power to break down the walls of feeling less alone when we get to share our story. How many times have I heard someone tell me when they're going through a really tough and hard time of life, they tell me, Kara, I don't know where I'd be without my faith right now to carry me through. How many times have I heard someone say when they're going through a really hard and challenging time, I don't know how people do this without a church community to go through this with them. It's their truth. It's our truth of faith. And when we speak and share honestly about how our faith has shaped our lives, it has power to impact us in ways we don't even know sometimes. You know, someone newish here once told me that they didn't realize that there was a church like First Christian Church, Disciples of Christ in Madisonville, and their one regret in life Well, they probably have other regrets. But one thing they regretted is that they didn't get here sooner. And here's the thing. I think for a long time, we might have been the best kept secret in town. I mean, I know I'm biased. I am very much biased standing up here saying that. But that's how I see it. I happen to think for a while, we might have been the best kept secret in town. People didn't know about us. But every time you share the story of what's happening in the life of this church and what God is doing here, either online or in real life, face-to-face, every time you share about that, every time you have said yes to making a difference in a young person's life to impact their own journey of faith, whether that is teaching Sunday school Going on a youth trip, leading vacation Bible school or logos and worship and wonder and on and on. Every time you have said yes to trying to help nurture a young person's faith. Every time you have prayed for somebody or prayed with somebody. Every time you tell somebody that you are a more loving, more caring, more compassionate, more forgiving more giving person because of your faith in Jesus Christ. Every time you tell the truth of your faith, the good and the bad and the ugly of it, not just the pretty parts, who knows the difference it might make in someone else's life. You just might help someone crack open the door of faith that they thought they had shut a long, long time ago. We aren't meant to be the best kept secret in town. Jesus has told us who we are to be. We are the light of the world. We are like a city on a hill that shines the light of Christ. We are like a lamp in a room that helps others to make their way by. Jesus says, you are the light of the world. Not one day, not someday, not the better you or your good intention you. You right now are the light of Christ, a light meant to shine for all to see. And who knows? Who knows, church? Maybe someday someone will be writing down your name with gratitude for how you shared your faith with them. Let's pray. Gracious and holy God, we thank you for these names of people we have written down today. For the light their faith has been to us. For the light their faith has to help us make our way by. Help us, God, to be a light for others, to use our faith not as a weapon or a tool to hurt, but for what it truly is, a light that shines in the midst of darkness. Give us courage to go out and make disciples, to live our faith with honesty and truth. In Jesus' name, amen.